0: That fat guy, jack guy, uh, the truth is out there. Let's fucking go.
1: <laughs> you really put your um, all into that one. Go ahead, girl, give us one.
0: nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My name is Steph Urbina, I'm Brendan Walsh. And today we're talking about aliens and UFOs in popular culture and in our collective imagination.
0: Very exciting. I'm super stoked about this topic.
1: Yeah, this is one that we've been like sitting on for a while. But first, before we do that, we have to remind everybody... That we do have a Patreon. I think some of you have forgotten this.
0: People are acting a fool.
1: People are acting a fool. For $3 a month, you can get in on our extra episodes that we put out.
0: (laughs) The way that Steph is moving their fingers right now is so Italian.
1: Well, I am Italian. No, you're right, you're, right. you're yeah. right. So it's not my fault. This yeah. is just my bloodline.
0: <laughs> to contribute to this Italian excellence. Please
1: contribute to my Italian excellence by contributing to our Patreon. It's patreon.com backslash fatguyjackguy. Or you can find it in the show notes or in the bio links in our social media accounts.
0: We would love that. $3 a month uh, will help us uh, become full-time grifters, which is very important <laughs> to both of us. So hop on and do it. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking
1: go. All right. So we have the famous fat guy, jack guy preamble. We invented
0: preambles. We invented preambles. (laughs) Before there were only ambles. There were only
1: ambles. (laughs) We invented the preamble. So before we get into that, actually, I kind of want to put you on the spot, brother. What is your favorite alien or UFO related story? It could be a movie, a show, a novel, anything. As long as it's your number one favorite.
0: I was very into all things cryptozoology and extraterrestrial as a kid. So I had a lot of exposure to this kind of media. It's hard to pick out one. I was really into the little books that I could rent out in my library (laughs) that had photos of real live (laughs) alien autopsies do you remember these photos and they were so clearly just fucking little dummies they were not real aliens but as a 12 year old i was like i can't believe this information is out here we're not doing anything with this (laughs) (laughs) there are photos of alien
1: autopsies people just let this happen
0: (laughs) and we're just okay with this (laughs) surprising we're not talking about this more (laughs) another thing that My friend Will Valley and I did because we were so obsessed.
1: Valley mentioned so much on this podcast for somebody who doesn't listen. And who's not a patron
0: or doesn't (laughs) listen. What a piece of shit. We wanted to do our own UFO photo because we would look at so many of these UFO photos. So we had a little uh, flying saucer fake thing. I threw it up in the air. And he snapped a photo on one of That's the old so film funny. cameras, yeah. and it came yeah. out perfect. That's it was a perfect hoax See, photo. You guys
1: didn't put it out on the internet.
0: We should have. Yeah, you
1: should have. You would have made money. We
0: would have made some cashish. So those are the two things that stand out to me. <laughs> it's not necessarily media as yeah. much as my own interest in it. X-Files, of course. The yeah. beginning of the X-Files specifically. Yeah. That music makes me think of aliens. <laughs> Just thinking about it.
1: It doesn't just make you think of mysteries.
0: No, it also makes you think <laughs> of aliens. We did actually create a website on Yes, I remember this. Yes. Max Pages maybe? I One think of those you old, said that, yeah. yeah Max, Max Pages. Pages Jay Fier, Fier or something. Who is a patron. Yeah, yeah and we um, had that looping sound effect. Well that of was course the, for a cryptozoology
1: yeah. page it makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we were we were all in. We loved it. Any alien media that we could watch, we would, but we pretended that we were, like, researchers. Yeah. We were actually looking into this. You
1: were looking into this. You were investigators. (laughs) We were doing real research. Okay, I love that. I mean, honestly, I love those stories about you guys doing the cryptozoology stuff because it's just, it's really interesting to me. Especially because I felt like when I was a kid, I didn't have any friends who were, like, into that kind of stuff. So I was kind of on the outside of that. So I had to do it on my own, like, by myself. You were a
0: lone wolf researcher. Yeah,
1: yeah, but I wasn't researching. I was just, like, interested in the topic, you know? It's so interesting. It is very interesting, and I think that, for me, I have always kind of, like, gravitated towards it, but I still, even, like, doing the research for this, I can't figure out why that was such a big part of my life. Maybe as we're going through this information, that'll, you know, talking with you always sometimes, like, helps me uncover stuff, so... Maybe we'll uncover some stuff together. I think we
0: might, and I'm already yeah. circulating some yeah. theories in my brain. And I think
1: also one thing that is funny about you and I is that we have this like overlap of that we have this interest that yes. is overlapping from our childhood.
0: Very <laughs> like, strange, really strange nerdy interest.
1: Weird. Yeah, but also like not in the traditional nerdy way because neither of us are like involved in any like fandoms or anything like that. You know, we're not Star Wars nerds. We're not Star Trek nerds. True. Um, we're not even part, even the things that we like, we're not like in the fandoms for those mm-hmm. things, you know, we're just kind of like on the outside of them, admiring them <laughs> Yes. in some way, so yeah, I think for me, like I definitely count things like Men in Black, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Event Horizon, The Abyss, Contact... Edge of Tomorrow, Arrival, and, of course, Alien.
0: Signs.
1: Signs. Our yeah. boy. I didn't mention Signs because we, we did a whole episode <laughs> on that. But, yeah, Signs, you know, those are all part of my favorite. Like, when I think of my favorite movies, those are all there, you know? If somebody was, like, gun to your head, yeah. <laughs> name 50. Like, there would be at least, name 50 of your favorite movies. Like, there would be at least 15 that were Alien or space-related in some way. Yeah. Easily, you know, very easily. I'm also, you know, you mentioned the X-Files. You know I'm a big X-Files head. You are. If I had time to devote to a fandom, that would probably be the fandom that I would devote time to, even though I kind of missed it a little bit because I didn't get into the X-Files. I watched episodes of it when I was a kid, but I didn't really get into it until I was a teenager and then in my 20s. That could be another episode. Yeah, it should. I mean, I'll talk about Fox Mulder all day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's my boy. (laughs) Unlike some of the other stuff that I'm interested in. It's, like I said, it's really hard to pinpoint where the fascination comes from. As far as I know, I've never seen a UFO. I don't think you've seen a UFO. I have not, not. And I haven't had any, like, alien encounters either. Of course, people will remember from the ghost episode that these are things I wish I did have, but I do not have them.
0: Yeah, when you said that, I immediately thought of the ghost episode and how... Your need to see a ghost has prevented you from seeing a ghost for That's so safe long. Because ghosts know. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: aliens also can read minds, as I mean, far as I know. So
0: anyone that gets abducted wasn't like, man, I hope I get abducted. No,
1: they weren't. They're I pissed know, about they're it. They're pissed about it. They're very upset. They're traumatized. They're, they're very upset. They're trying. They come back traumatized. <laughs> they, got the, they got the story on unsolved mysteries. Yeah. Like I get it, and like I, I, I wish that this epi- I wish that this episode was going into like our own experiences with that but sadly as we just pointed out we don't have those experiences <laughs> but I grew up with <laughs> I grew up with you know ET and my brother was obsessed with Mac and me so that was also like always on the television. Really? Yeah he like loved that movie. It's a terrible it's film. A terrible film, yeah it's wow. really bad.
0: Legendarily bad.
1: Legendarily bad I also love The Gremlins and Coneheads, which are both alien films, but we don't talk about them as alien Coneheads was a fantastic
0: funny. film. Yeah. I, I loved was. that movie. Dude, who
1: didn't love Coneheads? Yeah. When he eats the condom and he thinks it's bubblegum, yep, it's like yep. one of the funniest things ever. Anyway, so <laughs> as you get older, obviously, as well, as I got older, you, we, I graduated to watching things like Predator and Alien, and the faculty was big when we were uh, yeah, sure. teenagers, and I also love The Thing. And then, of course, Mars Attacks, Starship Troopers, one of our favorites that we always talk about. And Galaxy Quest 2 was one of my favorites when I was a I kid. I love
0: Galaxy yeah. Quest.
1: That, I, I gotta watch it again because I, I haven't watched it in a long time. But there's still things that I quote from Galaxy Quest because it just stayed with me so much. And then, of course, you know, like the big ones, also Fifth Element and Independence Day were mm-hmm. big when we were young. There's so much media that was made for also just for kids when we were growing up in the '90s, we had the Iron Giant, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, have <laughs> oh, alien man. element. Oh, they were fighting aliens in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That yeah. was the whole thing, and Space Jam, right? Mm-hmm. And then also the Muppets went to space, which is like a pretty good movie too. I, <laughs> actually, I don't know if that. you've seen it. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is like, which I actually quite enjoyed when I was a kid. Unsolved Mysteries was big in the '90s and then netflix also brought it back recently so it's yes. big now too what i'm getting at here is that there's a lot of media out there created with one simple question in mind are we the only living beings in the universe
0: absolutely not. <laughs> to
1: be, and like i said to, like i'm about to say to be completely <laughs> honest this is one of the most boring questions ever a normal thinking person with a brain. That works for the most part could easily see it's kind of ridiculous to assume that humans are the only living beings in the universe it almost feels anti-intellectual to say that we are would you agree with that yes
0: only intelligent life forms in the universe yeah I mean you look at Fermi's paradox for instance yeah. of course the paradox posits like why have we not interacted with these beings right. but also when you look at the size of the universe the different timelines in which alien Civilizations are coming and going, and you know our civilization is coming and going. Right. Yeah, it's just impossible that there wouldn't be. No, that's too like the
1: the place is too big. Millions of. It's too big. The universe is too huge. We're not even in the only galaxy. Yeah. So it's there's just no way.
0: Billions of galaxies. So
1: much shit out there. Yeah, it's
0: fucked up. (laughs) It's fucked up, man. (laughs) It's so fucked up. It's really
1: fucked up. And I think, like, mostly when I was a kid, I looked around here and I thought, this simply cannot be it. I don't know if you had that experience. Maybe that's why you guys were looking into cryptozoology. But I just remember being a kid. I was like, this cannot be it. We cannot be the last living thing in the galaxy. There's just no way.
0: It is, first of all, quite boring to imagine. Yes, (laughs) it's true. Second of all, our own planet is full of so many mysteries. Yes. That we can't comprehend. Totally. So how could it be possible that even on this tiny planet, in this tiny galaxy, this is it? Right. It's not.
1: It's not. I mean, we don't even know half of what's in the ocean. Yep. More than half of what's in the ocean, in we the barely ocean. know what's That's down there. Fun. There's probably aliens down there. No, I yep. don't know. <laughs> <It's fucking laughs> no, 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 no. No, just doing Spaceships and shit. <laughs> just like abyss. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine deep deep sea is just like abyss. Yep. I think, especially after Y two K, for me, when I when things, that's I you know I'm I'm, we're, I'm twelve years old going into teenage teenagedom, mm-hmm. whatever however you want to call it, and like I'm really looking around being like humans are pretty bad.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like I
1: love us. I fight for us every day. But I just, you know, humans are trash, like, at the end of the day, right? So (laughs) I'll admit that. I'll cop to it. (laughs) And I think that that kind of, again, I said, you know, I wasn't really into X-Files when I was really small. But then as a teenager, I got into it. That's when I really got into the X-Files because I was like, yeah, there's people. It seems like there are people out there who believe that there's something else. And that show was, like, representative of that for me. Mm Mm-hmm. But also, obviously, there's a lot of other emotional shit that's going on in that show that we could talk about in another episode. (laughs) That really hit me. (laughs) I know that alien narratives, especially in popular culture, are like mired in imperialist and white supremacist narratives. There's a lot of fear of the other, fear of losing control, fear of invasion, which of course is so easy to translate to racism and xenophobia. And that's kind of where it started, which I'll talk about in a second. All of that makes sense, and I'm sure that when I was younger, to some extent, some of those messages did impact the way I thought. But if you pay attention to alien-related media or like UFO-related media, you can also see how those narratives shift based on what's happening in our culture. And that's kind of more of what we're going to talk about today. It often feels like the obsession with UFOs and with aliens is a very American thing, or at least it seems like a very capital-W Western thing but that it's really hard to confirm that. Mm -hmm. Like I can't confirm that now because because of globalization because of just how media has spread across the world you can't really confirm that. Maybe 10 years ago we could have or 20 years ago we could have. Do you think actually that alien narratives would be a bigger part of the art of the parts of the world where they were once colonized and then fought for their independence? Like you would think that that would be a little bit more popular? Obviously, the true story of colonization is much scarier and much more harrowing. But it's interesting when you think about it. Colonizers and settler colonial nations like the U.S. seem to have more fascination with the concept of being obliterated by an alien species. Almost as if that would be some kind of cosmic karma (laughs) for the wrongs we've done. Or maybe it's just connected to what we discussed in the ghost episode, that kind of subconscious guilt and shame about our violent history just lurking around all the dark corners of our minds. I don't know, we can talk about that a little more later.
0: That's very interesting. Yeah, I
1: have, you know, I always have my theories. (laughs) And my theories are always rooted in like, this place sucks, (laughs) (laughs) basically, but yeah. Maybe part of us roots for the aliens to wipe everyone out in the same way some people are still rooting for white people to take everyone out. Yeah. There might be some people (laughs) doing that. We'll definitely swing back to this. First thing I want to talk about is just basic alien and ufo stuff in popular in a popular culture context because that's what we're here to do after all so i feel like we should go there first
0: yeah i like this idea that the coloniz the colonizing alien representing something and yet we as the western world the colonizing world are obsessed yeah with that well, as the biggest danger right The sort of recolonization Oh, we're
1: gonna get back to this like okay, that's all it, right. this idea of that power being taken from us mm-hmm. is, is very interesting to me so I want to do a little like history of alien related shit because it wasn't just like all of a sudden there was alien and shit it kind of built over time you know and also Hollywood is not the reason why we have alien shit mm-hmm. they weren't the start you can probably guess this with the concept of other worlds is ancient as hell mm-hmm. Many indigenous cosmologies have built into them the idea that there are other realms that humans or the human spirit can travel in and out of. So that's basically always been a thing. Like this idea that humans can go in different pl- to different places at different times. But specifically in the 2nd century and then later in the 10th century and then again in, during the medieval period, we see narratives coming along that are placed within our actual universe. People going to the moon and there being other people who lived on the moon. So people going to the moon and like encountering other people being there, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, it's a difference in the way people are thinking. First, we're thinking of it as like a spiritual realm that you moved through. And now we're looking around us and we're like, what if we, what if we went to that big bright rock yeah. <laughs> and there are more people there? In the 17th century, we get our boy Johannes Kepler. Of course. Out here talking about the orbits of the planets and expanding on Copernicus's theory. He also published, which I didn't know about this until I started doing this research. I didn't know this about Kepler until I started doing this research. He also published this book called Somnium in 19... And I'm sorry, not not 19, in 1634 about a character who was taken to the moon via demons.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Very interesting. For me, this is where alien shit really amps up because obviously Kepler was just doing what he could with what he had. He didn't have this like idea... Of an alien species that was gonna like come and abduct this person. But he had demons. Yeah.
0: Understood demons. Everybody was obsessed with demons (laughs) back then. Everything was demon-related.
1: Everything was demon related. So the demons were also aliens in this way. And if you think about it, aliens and demons are kind of the same thing in the way they operate in our cultural consciousness, anyway. Mm -hmm. They have this ability to take you, to manipulate you, to ruin you. Mm. Like they're kind much of more powerful
0: thing. than we are yeah much more powerful yeah.
1: than we are they have intelligence that we don't have mm-hmm. so it, it, they kind of operate in the same way somnium also does incorporate some witchcraft elements but again it does seem to me like he was trying to make sense of an idea that there are other things out there he just like didn't have the language to do it yeah so having an, a witch conjure some demons to come and, like, bring this person to the moon and basically, like, abandon them on the moon. It seems like he was trying to get at something, some kind of paranoia that was there, but sure. he didn't really have the, you know...
0: Yeah, something he didn't have from... have the tools. From the... From space. Something from... Something from... The sky. Just, like, outside of us. Yeah, sure. the
1: sky. Yeah. Throughout the 17th and 18th century, we have some stuff that was written mostly by poets, actually, about other worlds and traveling to other worlds that were peopled by, like, human-like... Creatures. Mm. So mostly poets were doing that. Then obviously, shit really kicks into gear when H. G. Wells' War of the Worlds is serialized in Pearson's magazine. I also just want to put a trigger warning here for all our British averse listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I see you. I hear you, and I understand. Unfortunately, I must I must talk about British stuff right now. Don't worry, it hurts me too, but I gotta do it war of the worlds was a smash hit as we all know like people are still making adaptations of this novel both wells and the novel are very controversial and problematic which i'm not going to get too into detail here because that's just like an episode on its own wells was a eugenicist the war of the worlds is supposed to be about british imperialism there's a lot of problems there if you don't know the plot of war of the worlds though it's pretty simple A hostile alien species attempts to colonize Earth, starting in England because, you know...
0: That's the center of the world. They love England. Yeah, it's the most important place. They
1: want brown food and bad weather. (laughs) 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 I'm so
0: Fucking hate British people. So funny.
1: And there's a family trying to survive at the center of it all. War of the Worlds is probably one of the most popular and enduring alien stories. I think they even just made a show out of it. Hmm. So it just keeps going on. You know, we have the popular Tom Cruise one, too.
0: That movie ruled.
1: It's not hyperbole to say that when it came out and eventually became serialized on radio, it really changed things for science fiction and for science-related media, science fiction-related media, alien-related media, UFO media. I'm just gonna fast forward a little bit, like 50 years here, to post-World War II. Post-World War II, US alien fever picked up in like the late 1940s. Big time. <laughs> big time, like big, big, big time. There's a couple of things happening here, but we'll get and we'll get into them. The idea of aliens actually coming to Earth and not just not just in fiction but like actually coming really began in 1947
0: Roswell baby <laughs>
1: actually before that What? Yeah, it happened in Washington state at Mount Rainier. A guy named Kenneth Arnold, he was a private pilot from Idaho. He reported seeing nine circular objects flying at supersonic speed near Mount
0: Rainier. Oh shit. So this
1: was this predates uh, Roswell by like a few months cuz okay. Roswell's also in 1947.
0: Must have been the same guys. Yeah, same ships. They
1: were just just, checking out the West Coast. It's a little reconnaissance mission or like a little research mission. Yeah, they were going all over. I mean, assuming that those things fly really fast, Mm -hmm. could have been the same day. Could have been the same (laughs) day. Probably. (laughs) It's not hard to see where this is going from here. The Cold War immediately began after World War II. They put the official start date as 1947 again, which is interesting. All this stuff is happening concurrently. We don't have time to get into all of the wild secretive weapons developing, testing bullshit that the US government was doing during this time. However, we do have talk we do have time to talk about these different things happening concurrently. So, in the late 1940s and in the 1950s, UFO sightings and stories of alien abductions really begin to pick up. Obviously, so much so that Hollywood began to take notice and a whole new subculture was born out of it. This is where we get the alien invasion in Roswell leads to people in Roswell like embracing not the alien invasion. The aliens yeah. supposed 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 alien sighting in Roswell leads to people in Roswell like embracing that, making it part of their like town culture.
0: I drove through Roswell a couple of years ago. They're still
1: yeah they're, riding that alien they're riding train. that alien. Ship. Roswell, Roswell and Rachel. Roswell, New Mexico, and Rachel, Nevada, are mm-hmm. still riding that that fucking alien shit. You gotta
0: do what you can.
1: I mean, I want to go. I want to go see, like, all their little things. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go see all their little museums. All their little things. Yeah, all their little museums, their little, like, UFO-themed cafes. Yeah, yeah I want to go see sure. that. It'll be fun. People all over the world started getting more and more into ufology. Ufology is the yeah. official term for studying UFOs. And they started going on trips just for the opportunity to see UFOs. Then in 1955, the U.S. Armed Forces opened the Homey Airport, which is also known as Area 51 in Lincoln County, Nevada. It's huge. It's like 120 miles big. It's a big-ass place. And they opened it because President Eisenhower asked for a secret location in which to start a high-altitude reconnaissance program. In her book, Area 51, an uncensored history of America's top secret military base. Annie Jacobson writes, They discovered the perfect fulfillment of the presidential request, which was a secret base centered around a dry lake bed in the middle of Nevada that happened to be located in an already already classified facility where the government was exploding nuclear weapons. There was no way that anyone was going to try to get into this facility, especially because nuclear bombs were being exploded there. So one thing that is important to note about the base, the Homie Airport base, just about Area 51 in general, is before it became Area 51, this place where they're testing aircraft and testing other things, it was a nuclear testing site. Mm -hmm. So it already had some kind of like lore attached to it as a nuclear testing site. Obviously, in the 1950s, there wasn't the lore that we have about nuclear testing in terms of what it does to people's bodies and to their minds and stuff, that what radiation does to people's bodies and minds. We don't have that lore yet. That's building, right? We really get into that lore in the 70s. But one of the other things, and I did not know this, so maybe you don't know this, but one of the other things that Area 51 was tasked to do specifically was they were tasked to reverse engineer foreign Air technology.
0: Mm, okay. So they were building. So
1: they were building the planes that they captured from like the Russians and other people like during that time and reverse engineering them and then trying that technology out in Area 51. Okay. Which really explains a lot of the crashing and burning. And random sightings of weird spacecraft. Sure. Because they were reverse engineering. Yeah. They, they were, were getting just... it wrong a lot.
0: <sighs> These guys are such dummies. So <laughs> weird. They were
1: getting it wrong yeah. like a lot.
0: Sorry guys, we don't have any money for uh, school this year because <laughs> we reverse engineered a couple we're, thousand we have aircraft. We reverse
1: engineered Russian aircraft. And then we crashed them. Like and then we crashed them <laughs> and we killed somebody in the process. Yeah. That's the other thing too. It's I was a real thinking. bummer. Of the human loss here? Uh Because a lot of those things were manned aircraft. Yeah. And people were dying doing these tests. For their country. For their country, yeah, yeah. For their country. Here's the thing, though, about this quote from Annie Jacobson. She says that people would have no interest in going to this place because nuclear bombs were being exploded there. People are fucking annoying, like really annoying. And if you're doing some secret ass shit that involves high tech flying objects, nuclear bombs, weird surveillance technology, people are going to wonder what the hell is going on. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're fucking up as much as they seem to have, because it's like, how can you ignore it if you're living not that far away from there? Yeah. Of course, a lot of rumors start swirling around about Area 51 and whole towns near the base like Rachel, I already mentioned them. They really give into that whole UFO sighting thing, and that becomes like lore in southern Nevada, in northern New Mexico, in all of those states that are kind of, I don't know if we call those Midwest states.
0: No, those are like West. Yeah, those, those are, like are the like western, western desert states. Desert West yeah, states, Southwest.
1: Southwest. Yeah. No, I mean the top ones, like Montana, because there's um, sightings in Montana. Yeah, that's
0: just the Wild West. Yeah,
1: that's the Wild Wild West out there. <laughs> just take it back a little bit makes
0: sense there's a lot of sky and not much stuff going on right
1: it doesn't stop there though if you look at the list of reported ufo sightings online and i'm talking about like the legitimate list like the ones where the government has been like yeah this is a ufo if we're talking about things that are not that haven't been legitimized by some other source Mm -hmm. we're talking about thousands yeah. upon thousands just of a person just sees signings. a plane yes. and they're
0: like UFO. so i
1: don't i i didn't consult those lists because they i opened one and it was just way too long and i was like i can't even put, wrap my head around the amount of text that's on this right now but i'm talking about the shorter ones the ones that have really co- been corroborated by many people by the government whatever you'll notice that the sightings are all over many of them are reported from rural areas but there are a few on those lists that are from high-population, metropolitan places. I only mention this because I think that UFO sightings and alien abduction stories often get shoved off as a result of classism and sexism and Mm -hmm. sometimes racism also. And I just want to be clear that the kinds of people who have reported sightings and abductions over the years come from literally every walk of life you can imagine. Like, there are things on that list of people in Norfolk Virginia and and Washington, D.C. and New York City. You know, yeah. places where there's a lot of people. Yeah. So it's we, we are obsessed. The zeitgeist is obsessed with this idea of the alien abduction in this rural place. The
0: dumb hick. Yeah, the dumb hicks. Yeah,
1: yeah the dumb hicks. Or I guess in the case of something like Close Encounters of the Third Kind, it's like suburban people mm-hmm. who... I guess they are just bored so they make this shit up yeah right so we're really obsessed with that in the zeitgeist and i think it's just important to kind of break that 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 kind of perception that we have going back to area 51 for a second remember when people were talking about storming area 51 in like 2019 yep <laughs> well thankfully that weird thing that was happening on the internet led to just a ton of renewed interest in Area 51 so a lot of media places were putting out articles during that time talking about Area 51, the history of Area 51, what was going on there, how it relates to alien mania <laughs> and like all these things so I found a lot of different resources on that but one that I really liked because it's broken up into a bunch of sections was on Vox and it was on Vox published in 2019 and it's specifically talking about how the conspiracy theories surrounding area 51 didn't really enter mainstream consciousness until the early 1980s which again very interesting times mm-hmm. time similar to the way we were talking about how survivalism gets surges in popularity depending on what's going on in the world yeah. that's kind of also what happens with alien stuff in the 1980s a man actually a duo named Charles Berlitz and William Moore published the book, The Roswell Incident, which examined the 1947 incident in Roswell, New Mexico. And the story of that is that a mysterious object called a flying saucer, <laughs> now called a UFO, was was seen and it was later disavowed by the US military as being a weather balloon. Yep. Yeah. This thing, that situation in Roswell obviously sparked public interest, a lot of conversation. In 1994, the government ultimately revealed that the object had actually been a n- nuclear surveillance balloon. Hmm. I don't know how true that is. There's no you know, there's no way for us to know. All these different kinds of balloons. All these kind of, they how, do balloons. how do we identify balloons? <laughs> but the thing is, and this is what Vox says, Burlitz and Moore's 1980 book tapped into the 80s zeitgeist of occult paranoia by alleging a complex government UFO cover-up and while they didn't explicitly mention Area 51, rumors of vast labyrinthine underground military compounds in the desert began to take shape. What it means is that, right, it took this book and the specific cultural context of the hyper paranoid 1980s to actually put alien UFO related interests and in the creation of media showcasing aliens and UFOs into overdrive. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about. For our younger listeners, this is the Stranger Things era, yep. right? Like, quote-unquote, Stranger Things era. This is the time when it didn't take much to get people to believe, and they just believed, you know? A like,
0: time with no internet, folks. A
1: time with no internet. They were just like, okay, yep. that seems reasonable. <laughs> but also, it, it speaks to something, too, which, I again, we'll talk about this in just a minute. It speaks to something, too, that's very interesting about our culture, is that everybody was paranoid about the government doing something fucked up everyone in the u.s was like the government is doing something fucked up and i believe that they are
0: yeah and they're once again not wrong maybe this is misplaced but right the paranoia is logical and reasonable right totally. based on just facts folks. totally in ni- by
1: 1966 a gallup poll reported that 71 percent of the united states population Believe the U.S. government was covering up information regarding UFOs, seventy-one percent. That's almost everyone.
0: That's that's
1: significant. <laughs> that's significant. A two thousand and two Roper poll for the Sci-Fi Channel found similar results, but with more people believing. With more people, this mm-hmm. is two thousand two. With more people believing UFOs are extraterrestrial craft. Uh yeah. So more people believe now. Okay. Then they redid the Roper poll in two thousand six. And 56% thought UFOs were real craft. And 48% of people thought that aliens had visited the Earth already. Okay. And again, about 70% felt the government was not sharing everything it knew about UFOs or extraterrestrial life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So both. True. Yeah.
0: I call true. I call
1: true. <laughs> I, agree, I would be in the 70%. <laughs> yeah. There's so much more to get into that I haven't gotten into here I've barely scratched the surface but as this episode is supposed to be on the role that alien and UFO stuff play in our larger culture I just want to leave some time now for us to talk about it mm-hmm. and talk about how we understand its its place sure. in our society yeah so I'm gonna let you start a little bit and then I'll you know I'll give you my my yeah. thing so yeah so what are you thinking about brother
0: well I would love to turn back to the idea of colonizing yes. as this being a fundamental aspect of our fear of aliens. Because yes. what we rarely see in alien media and alien discussions is the idea that these are travelers who are not intent right. on complete destruction. Right. You see that in Arrival, which is a amazing film. Amazing film. E.T. E.T., Close Encounters, Close right? Close Encounters. But I can't think of too many others where the aliens are just there to check it out, right? It's always some motive that has to do with destruction because we cannot decouple our minds from the idea that you wouldn't go to a place to fuck it up, right? That's true, yeah. That's wild. It is wild.
1: (laughs) It's really fucking weird. Yeah. I think there are some alien films where... There are some that break the mold in an interesting way, so Galaxy Quest is a very interesting... Yes study because the aliens come to us because they need help Mm -hmm. and they think that only these this group of humans well one that they think is a real alien but he's not he's you know alan rickman's character yeah they think that only this group of humans can help save them from these other alien terrorists that they're trying to like get away from which there's and there's only a few of those that really break the mold in that case and there's not a lot of of other ones like you said, that are just everyone's just there checking out. Let's check it out. <laughs> Let's, you know, check like, it out, Let's yeah. just check it out. I mean, in the case of there's a couple other things like in the case of Gremlins, Maguire like gets left. He's abandoned by his alien brethren, I guess, mm-hmm. because we don't really get the full backstory. But obviously, he's just left alone. Yeah. And then in ET, he gets abandoned by accident. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were there to check it out maybe yeah the et
0: the et people
1: yeah i think maybe they were the et people yeah maybe they were to check it out so yeah we have a lot of a lot of our stuff is connected directly to like you said like hostile takeover like we're just going to take what we want and get the fuck out of here and it's strange yes we can't decouple our mind from the idea of somebody coming here and just like doing some investigative research yeah But also I do think, again, like it's connected to that idea that we've done something wrong. Mm -hmm. We've taken power in a really shitty way. And now we have to do everything we can to protect that power. And so that makes us so paranoid of any challenges to that power that might come along.
0: Yeah. Obviously, we should talk about Independence Day in a moment. Yes. The indictment that that has on our culture that we can't imagine... Uh, no. another kind, but when you think about it, if aliens have visited Earth, which, like, hey, you know... It's possible. I'm, I try to call myself a man of science, but let me have this, yeah. okay?
1: It's possible. Let me
0: have my cryptozoology. It's fucking possible. <laughs> they... We
1: wouldn't know.
0: They haven't done any fucking up of anybody. No. Like we've been all good with the flying saucers coming and checking shit out. We're the ones who seem to be pretty militant about what they might be. It's so true. We're the ones who seem to have fear and want to, uh, I don't know, want to kill them if they show up. I think
1: so. Mars
0: Attacks is a fantastic alien film. It's such
1: a great movie. It's such a good satire
0: Mm -hmm.
1: of exactly what is wrong with the United States.
0: Yes. And... I haven't seen it in a long time. Gotta watch it. But it does remind me of sort of the conflicting ideals that we would portray to some sort of visitor. Like we show up and we want to like release doves, but at the same time we are totally there. there. Yeah, the army is there. The whole army is there. We're ready to fuck you up, but we want to pretend that we're peaceful. Mars attacks fucks. What a great movie.
1: It's interesting though. Arrival does the same thing.
0: True. Arrival is all about military Arrival first. Arrival does the
1: same thing, yeah. The military came in first. They didn't really do anything. They didn't, like, pull guns out on the pause or anything mm-hmm. like that. But Arrival does the same thing, that the military shows up first, I guess because it's spacecraft and, like, mm-hmm. or aircraft. And they have the – that's the only line of defense that we have against aircraft. They're the, the, the first responders, military. folks. Yeah, I don't know. It's very strange. But, yeah, I think we are obsessed. I mean, I think, too, the other thing is – We are obsessed with, like, obliterating things that are different than us. Mm -hmm. So, imagining that something has more power than us and we can't obliterate it, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Right? Because we don't want the different thing. We -hmm. just want to destroy the different thing.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about Independence Day. Yeah. Because (laughs) this is perfect.
1: I mean, Independence Day is the perfect, like, it combines all (laughs) this shit. It does.
0: Like, when does Independence Day come out? Like, 1996, right?
1: Was it 95 or 96? One 96? Okay, 96. Either way, same
0: year, I'm right? going to say, gonna about it. yeah,
1: it's really this is... the same. All the 90s years were the same.
0: Yes, they were the same year. <laughs> the decade of the 90s was essentially what Americans would probably want to describe as like the end of the history age, moment, right? Yes. Where everything is okay. America has established yes. dominance. Nothing is wrong with the world. Don't look at the genocides. Um... Don't
1: look at the <laughs> genocides. Don't look at the various wars that were no, still happening and that we were a part them. of. Haiti? Don't look at Haiti.
0: Better not either. look at anything. <laughs> Just look at, any- look at the movies that are coming out. Just look
1: at the movies! Okay? some good ones, yes. I gotta
0: say. <laughs> And so Independence Day comes out right in the fucking middle of the 90s. Yes. And it is about how America unites the world to defeat the foe yes. that is even greater than communism. Aliens. aliens. Yep. And
1: And now everybody celebrates the 4th of July.
0: Because it's... <laughs> because
1: it's the day... <laughs> that they killed the aliens yes.
0: it just happened on america's home said it yeah great speech <laughs> and it's so ridiculous because the only people that are really doing anything are the americans
1: yes you don't see any co- cooperation from any other person the
0: idea is that there's cooperation but it's the americans kind of doing that yes, cooperation for everyone because else. they
1: are the cops of the world
0: and there was are, also that line about having cops on every street corner. Was that a line in Independence Day? It made it, man. It was like, we're going to do what my campaign promised from the beginning. A police officer on every street <laughs> corner. So,
1: that sounds like something yeah. that was in there.
0: Yeah, because it was all about this militant Americanism that can defeat any yes. foe and can unite everyone because yes. our ideals are perfect. Such a funny movie. It's a
1: really crazy movie to watch. Because the aliens are just
0: straight up assholes. Yes, they There's are. They are nasty. about them.
1: They are nasty. And I like that. I like that about them.
0: <laughs> they blew up the White House right they away, dude. They blew
1: up the White House. So sick. Yeah. So sick. <laughs> yeah, they're so nasty, those aliens in there. Mm-hmm. And, like, they wouldn't know what the... F- okay, here's the other thing. Some of the things that happen in these alien movies is, like, is, like, the worst thing that could possibly happen in our minds. Mm -hmm. The aliens would not fucking know the significance of the White House. Especially if they were just an invading force. Yeah, they
0: didn't seem to know that much. They
1: didn't have any, like, intelligence. They landed in the desert twice in that movie, and they crashed. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't survive. So they didn't have any intelligence about what was going on on this planet. Mm -hmm. But somehow, they smash the White House. Yeah, well, they
0: blow up the world headquarters, which the is world the White League, House. Which is the White House, yeah. yeah it's the exactly. center of the world. It's the center
1: of the world, yes. Exactly. So it's everything that happens in these... And that's why it's so important to... It was so important for me to mention that in the War of the Worlds plot, England is the first place that is invaded
0: mm-hmm.
1: because H.G. Wells couldn't fucking imagine it happening anywhere else.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's no other place. He was points. like,
1: this is my place. Yeah. So he couldn't imagine it happening or imagine it starting because he thought that England was the center of the world mm-hmm. in the 1800s.
0: Which is exactly like a 1990s American yeah, film. totally. in America's mind, it was the single greatest thing that has ever happened to the world. Totally. And so why would the aliens go anywhere else, man? Yeah,
1: and these ideas just keep getting recycled. Mm-hmm. They keep getting recycled over and over again. And I do think, I think it, like I said about the the book that came out about the Roswell mm-hmm. experience, that coming out in the early 80s, that is, they were like on to something with that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's like, they saw what was going around. They saw everybody, satanic panic. They saw everybody freaking out about what was going on in, in the Middle East and in Southwest Asia. They, were free, they saw the Contras. Like, they saw everyone freaking out about all these random things. Mm-hmm. And they were like, everyone's paranoid that there's some other force that is going to come and get us. And they're like, we're gonna put this book out. I don't I believe that Burlitz and Moore probably believed in what happened in Roswell, mm-hmm. but of course publishing is a strategic thing too yeah so it's like they took advantage of that and now because of them taking advantage of that, aliens are blasted into that same space as like demons yeah monsters, etc mm-hmm. and now that's part of our zeitgeist as a country is like we are scared of aliens coming in taking yeah. us
0: apart yeah. And we can't, the separation between believing in the existence of intelligent life outside of Earth versus believing that intelligent life has visited Earth is hard for people to understand. Totally. Like a question if you say that you are a believer in intelligent life outside of Earth, which like, everyone should be because, yeah, Yeah, it's obvious. (laughs) Um, Just because we haven't seen it doesn't mean it's not real. It's hard for people to wrap their minds around the, the idea that you can believe that intelligent life exists outside of Earth, but that maybe they haven't visited Earth. Right, right? that too. Why? That's the other thing. <laughs> so Earth-centric, so this is the, folks. This is
1: the other thing, and I didn't think we would get here so soon, but this is the other thing. <laughs> We're obsessed with this idea that they are obsessed with us. Yeah, why would they be? Why would they be? We're, we don't have anything. If they are traveling through space at the speeds... And with the technology that they we think they have, mm-hmm. why would they come here? We offer them nothing yep. by way of survival, by way of technology. We have nothing for them. Mm-hmm. It would just be out of like a morbid curiosity, like, look at these dumb idiots. Yeah. Which I'm for that. I mm-hmm. hope that they are looking at us I as dumb idiots. I would love
0: to see an alien one day, though. Same.
1: Same. We gotta, but I'm just smart, like, so we gotta be smart. We gotta
0: be yeah. smart. Go we gotta go out to Southern Nevada and like, yeah. do
1: it but i just there's there's nothing that we're offering them that it seems so again it just goes to that paranoia like western society is a highly paranoid mm-hmm. society i've been i've been thinking about this so much about how we just think and it's in everything it's like it's literally lurking everywhere like i said we just think that at any moment, the rug is going to be ripped out from under us, yep. and we're going to be destroyed. Yes. By something. By
0: something. And it, you know, in political rhetoric, it has become China now. You yes. can't talk yeah. about anything. You can't
1: anything, talk about but... anything. You can't talk about Taiwan. You can't
0: yeah. talk about China. Yep. You can't um, talk about anything. But what you're saying reminds me of a, and I know this is a show that has, you know, mixed reactions, but a really fantastic episode of South Park from about 12 years ago. <laughs> okay. That so wonderfully displayed what you were just talking about where an alien ship crashes on Earth and then it's this elaborate facade where they create this idea of like space cash and that attracts the (laughs) Earthlings and the Earthlings become obsessed with space cash. And then when the alien, like, the actual aliens come down, they're like, you guys failed the test. Like, space... What the fuck do you think space <laughs> cash is? Like, we were trying to see if you guys would be allowed into this galactic federation, and you're not because you're fucking idiots. Yeah. So it was an indictment of, like, capitalism. Yeah. Which you don't think South Park's gonna do, but, like, it does. No, I've
1: heard, I've heard they do some of yeah, stuff on there.
0: They do. And I think it's just, like, yeah, why would you know, a hyper-intelligent species... Come to us for anything but morbid curiosity.
1: Yeah, that's all we can to offer. To
0: see, like, a group of living things with so much potential that is... That we waste up. every <laughs> day? <laughs> fucked it up, It's man. crazy. Fucked it up for, uh, I don't know, treats? Like, I don't know what I, we fucked it up yeah,
1: for. Yeah, we fucked it up for something. <laughs> I don't know. But I just think, yeah, it's very interesting to look at us... It, very interesting to look at the alien thing as, again... It is a loss of control. Yep. You know? Yeah. It's like absolute loss of control. If we don't have the weapons to kill the thing that is coming for us, that's like our greatest fear.
0: Mhm.
1: Is not having the weapons for the thing that's coming for us. We worry about that regularly. We worry about that happening in our own on our own planet. Mhm. We worry about, like, Western society worries about China coming up with weapons and Russia coming up with weapons and North Korea coming up with weapons. That's just a regular thing that's happening all the time. And that's what is at the heart of, like, a lot of these alien takeover narratives.
0: Yeah. The fear of some uber-powerful other that could destroy you.
1: Yeah. And And I just, I'm so curious of, like, what that's all about you know what i'm saying i just want to know like what is that all about like what's going on there i i have already said we're hyper paranoid culture but why are we placing the paranoia on this thing that we that is fake Mm -hmm. as opposed to just focusing on the things that we're paranoid about all the time anyway (laughs) like i know that we have like many we have many many films about russia we have tons of films about russia we have films about china
0: I think it gets stale.
1: It gets stale, yeah. I guess people don't want, well, you can't sell. You also can't sell, the other thing that, the other space that these alien narratives are occupying, like Independence Day, for example, Mm -hmm. you can't sell nationalism very easily that way. Yes.
0: And it's also not... But you
1: can with fucking Independence Day, though.
0: It's not fun to murder other people, like, as fun to murder people right. as it is to murder aliens right. or zombies.
1: Totally. So,
0: you got your aliens got or your your, your zombies. zombies. You
1: can fucking do whatever you want. And you are an American. <laughs> <laughs> and you need to go out there and fucking kick alien zombie ass. beat their
0: asses, yeah, man. Yeah,
1: that's what they want us to do. Yeah,
0: it's a little bit different when you're like, oh, these are uh, other human beings who you share the Earth with who have uh you know passions and like things in their life but if it's an alien you can totally you can yeah. dehumanize them because they're not human right
1: it's like that episode of black mirror where they had that thing installed in the in the brains of the the soldiers mm-hmm. so that when they looked yes. at human beings that they were killing yeah. they thought they were aliens oh my god
0: that was a fuck episode, up was episode. Fucked up. yeah that's actually a really great thing to bring into this conversation because it's, that's that, what it's because doing. if we
1: could do it we would do it
0: yeah Mm-hmm.
1: If we could find a way to have, I mean, every Black Mirror—it's so like stupid to say. If we could do it, we we—if yeah. we could do it, we would do it. Mm-hmm. Because that's like every Black Mirror episode. Yes, is of if course. We could, like watching Black Mirror is like watching. I mean, it's so depressing to watch. Black it Mirror. is. Uh, I don't know what brings me back to it all the time. Morbid curiosity, yeah. I guess. Yeah, same
0: thing. <laughs> My own like morbid curiosity. Aliens watching the Earth.
1: But yeah, that episode is so powerful because yeah, if if the government had the option of doing that so that we could kill more people in Southwest Asia and more people in Russia and more whoever. Yeah. They would do it.
0: And they already do a pretty solid job of dehumanization. They do. And they so. do a
1: great job at it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I guess, uh, one more question. Yes. You gotta, question. you gotta discard all your alien movies <laughs> and keep one. Oh, which one are you keeping?
1: Shit that's so hard I
0: know I think I have mine locked and ready to go <laughs> it's in the chamber
1: it's like I don't know if I want to pick one that is like this is a violent alien or this is a good alien
0: yeah it's hard I because I know what it means signs. to
1: pick the violent ones because
0: mm-hmm. yeah. if I'm
1: picking the violent ones then I'm like kind of giving in. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm giving in to the idea Yeah. <laughs> like, they're here to kill us you know okay I think I know
0: alright what do you got
1: I think even though because maybe people are gonna comment on this, I don't know. Even I though hope it is so. an uneven in tone mm-hmm. and it's a little messy, mm-hmm. and there's some scenes in there that you don't need, I would keep Close Encounters of the Third Kind.
0: Alright. I gotta rewatch it. It's been yeah. a long time.
1: Yeah. It's a little it's there's a little mess. Mm-hmm. But I would keep it because I think it's getting at something of like it shows what we can, I feel like Close Encounters of the Third Kind shows what we can do if we're just not focused on this thing destroying us. Yeah. Because in Close Encounters, there is no, there are no people with guns. Yeah. You know, like, the, yes, the military, like, cordons off the area where the aliens are coming and playing their music every night. But they're not in the arena, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just the scientists, the musicians, the researchers, like the yeah. data guys, like they're the ones who are in the arenas, like the arena communicating with the alien. So I think it shows what we can do if we're just like, we're welcoming this thing and we're going to try to figure out how to talk to it. Yeah, Close Encounters is kind of like the predecessor for Arrival, yeah. I think.
0: Which is my choice. Oh, that's your choice? Yeah, okay. yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, These are great choices Mars. Yes. ours. Yeah, because I think that <laughs> the most interesting things are not how would aliens kill us and no. how would we fight them? Those are not interesting. Very boring. It's so boring because the way that you kill an alien is the way that you kill a person. Yes. By fucking blowing their brains out or gun. something.
1: Which we have plenty of yes, on this Yeah, We're
0: good with guns. <laughs> like, I don't really care. I want to know how we would talk with them and what we would learn from them.
1: Right. What they would give us.
0: And that is like... That's the coolest thing about Arrival is that it's a movie about language. Yeah. And a movie about time and memory. It has, there's a barely a, a hint of murder besides the fact the <laughs> military is there. Yeah. But it's not the number one thing. The number one thing is how do we talk. Absolutely. So we have a linguist there instead of a fucking... I don't know.
1: A guy with a gun.
0: A guy with a gun. Yeah. It's so cool. And that is the question that I want answered and the question that we should think about if we want to learn from these films. Yeah. Because that's ultimately exciting as well. I mean,
1: I hope they make more films like Arrival. It was a hit.
0: Yeah, it was a great film. So
1: I hope that they make more films that are focusing on this idea that, yeah, if this happens or if something, which it won't, like I said, because what is an alien? What what are they getting from us? (laughs) Nothing. I don't blame them for never coming. But... If this is a thing that happens we should be willing to engage in a way that is not just shoot them up Mm -hmm. you know
0: yeah it would be a change of our culture and understanding of the world that it's not about othering with violence but maybe acknowledging that the other exists and wanting to communicate Totally, which is hard for us to understand
1: right now because like I said the idea of aliens kind of shifts as culture shifts any alien thing that's going to come out in the next 5 years is going to be about shooting them up. Mm-hmm. Because right now we're living in such a paranoid time yeah. where the paranoia is like amped up to 100 as opposed to just our constant state of like 70. Yeah. That
0: like <laughs> We a solid 70. We're, we're all always that we're
1: always in a like the 90s were like a 70 <laughs> for you no know? reason. For no reason, but like now we're at 100. I don't Probably like at 120. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that's gonna come out is gonna be about shooting them up.
0: Yeah. That fucking sucks. I
1: know. Anyway. Yeah. But I I think it's interesting to examine it through this lens as opposed to just like, like examining it through the you know aliens like are they real or not? Or yeah. It's
0: do they exist? Guys, aliens exist. <laughs> it's a matter I like of how like you're getting very bad yeah, matter of
1: fact. Guys, on. listen. <laughs>
0: I don't know if they've been here or not. Doesn't matter. No. But the coolest thing about the existence of intelligent life is, is just that they're
1: better than us. Just yeah, like they're the cool shit.
0: Like this is and I'm fun. happy they're better. I want to know what they're thinking about. Yeah. What, what do, do they, they think do for of us? fun? What do they do for fun? What, what do, do they, they eat? listen to? This podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we should spend, send it to fucking we space. We should
1: the next. We will put this on the next one that yeah. they send out there. Oh man. That would be amazing.
0: Anyway, this is... Uh, I could think about this. So we're going to have to return yeah, we'll to this do, topic. Yeah, we'll
1: definitely return to this topic. I'll put part one in the title of this. Yeah,
0: and maybe during spooky season we could do something spooky season related. I don't know.
1: Yeah, we'll do a lot of spooky season related. This has been cool. a business meeting. This is a business meeting. Thanks and this for, is for That Guy, Jack Guy. Thank you for joining us. I'm <laughs> Steph Rubino.
0: I'm Vernon Walsh. We love you.
1: We'll see you guys next time.
0: Bye-bye.